Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Feel good. First, what's that game? Is that technically a game winner? First one. But, uh, Question. All right, here we go. Smart. Looking. Looking for Tatum. Gets it in. Tatum takes it. Makes it. Edwards says, I am hot. Oh, man. Right away, Walker goes baseline, sends it back out to Smart. He'll try a three. Got it. Marcus Smart is so good. Marcus Smart is so good. Smart, same spot, same result. Haywood again comes away with it on the run. Bounce pass. Welcome to the Celtics Reddit Podcast. My name is Ben Vallis. Thank you very much for joining us. Also with us today, as he often is, it's Jackson, a.k.a. Rickman Lives. Jackson, how you doing, man? It's been a while. It has been a while, man. I'm all right. I'm all right considering. Um, a bit of a... Bit of a bit we're going to get into shock. it, aren't we? But it's not, it hasn't been the greatest of days. Um, but uh, yeah, all things considered, not too bad. Not too bad. I hope you're, I hope <laughs> yeah. you're well too. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like things could have been a lot worse, and we'll get to that in a second. Coming up on the show, a quick recap of the very long and sometimes very painful yet promising West Coast road trip that is finally over, including tonight's 92-96 to loss to the Nuggies. We'll also recap some of the top posts from Celtics Reddit over the past week. But first, Jackson, let's start with what we have all been dying to hear since that moment earlier today, a Woj bomb, a good Woj bomb, posted to the sub by Reddit user Mikel Wayne. Quote, Early indications are that Boston's Campbell Walker did not suffer a significant injury in collision tonight, league sources tell ESPN. Team has diagnosed him with concussion-like symptoms. Um, dude, I mean, that was a moment. That was a, a brutal moment. And you see the stretcher coming out and you recall the Hayward situation um, and you know, factoring in all of the wonderful vibes that Campbell Walker has brought to not only the Celtics, but um, our lives <laughs> as a result. Uh, like talk, talk me through that moment from your perspective. Yeah. It was like watching your child go down and yeah. it was <laughs> right? probably a bad analogy, but that's what it felt like. That's yeah, what yeah, I imagine it to be like. Yeah. yeah I, that's what I imagine it to be like too, full, um, full disclosure. But um, uh, the longer he stayed down, the worse it got. Like I, I think yeah. a lot of times guys get hit in the head and they're just out and they get up after like a minute or two. But when he stayed down and he wasn't moving, and everyone's standing around and out come the stretcher and then out came the what's the 
the the, the gurney the wheelie stretcher i don't know there's, sure. there's a word for it but yeah the longer it went on it just got oh shit i thought this could be really bad but um now thankfully there was a, that reassuring woj bomb came out and um you know it, it seems that at least there's no um you know fractured spine or, or neck or anything like really serious like that i'm sure it's going to keep him out a couple of days but uh, all things considered the early vibes are um are good and um all things considered that's really all that matters man i i i, I couldn't care if we went zero and five on this trip but as long as we got our guys healthy um you know that's that's really the most important thing yeah absolutely here here and user lucko duck posted shortly after the Woj bomb a tweet by the official celtics twitter account brad stevens says all of the scans and tests on campbell walker came back with positive results um maybe some poor wording there but yeah because um, positive is yeah, normally po- like you tested like positive, emotionally right? and spiritually yes. yeah, yeah yeah no positive indeed positive yeah, so that, that's all. That's all looking good. Obviously, um, the 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 journey to get to that result, as far as figuring out what the hell happened there. You know, if you run into the abs of Shamiojale, you may yeah. as well be running headfirst into a fucking brick wall. Um, <laughs> or a, but, like a brick wall is running into you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> such a tank. So you kind of want to hope that a lot of the the actions taken by the staff there were all sort of precautionary and because he had had that stinger, I think, in the Dallas game or something like that uh, Mm. slightly earlier in the season. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's good to hopefully hear that that things are going to be okay. Um, Let's get to the Nuggets game very quickly. Um, And and sticking with Kemba, for the second game in a row until he went out, we, we kind of saw that Kemba... Um, continued to really struggle to be effective. I think the Nuggets and the Clippers did a really good job of taking away like the space that he needs to operate. Mm. Um, and like without Haywood, maybe that's the blueprint for defending the Celtics and, and maybe that's leading to some of our slow starts. What, what was your take on that? You, you touched on a good point with Haywood. I think if he was in, it's not we wouldn't necessarily miss Kemba, but I feel it would be it would almost be an upgrade in some sense because I feel like Kemba's size is getting exploited on defense and offense when defending him as well too, uh, more often than not. But like, yeah. as much as he's struggled in the, the, to start games for whatever reason, whether he's just bad at shooting or teams have got him, you know, figured out um, defensively, he's always had very good showings in the second the second halves, particularly the fourth quarter. So you know, who's to say he wouldn't have exploded for at least like ten or eleven whatever points uh, in the fourth and could have swung the game there? But um, no, uh, it's it, I feel like the team as as a whole is struggling early on though. Don't don't, don't you think? Like early on in each game, yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, these there are these slow starts where, um, you know, like back in the day, Avery Bradley would be like our first quarter guy, and we'd go to him early and, and get points. Haywood is a, a vastly better version of that. Um, thinking back to the games earlier in the in the season, Haywood was our first quarter guy that would sort of get shit moving for us and, and start to open up passing lanes. And as adjustments were made, then we could start to shift to the Jays and to Kemba and, and stuff like that. True. And like, we've struggled to sort of fill that role. And, you know, we've gone to Kemba um, and particularly in the Clippers game, but also in this Nuggets game, just getting the shit blocked out of him. And it's only until later in the game that they start to use him off the ball that he starts to become effective. And I think that is very uh, closely correlated to these slow starts that we're seeing and sort of the the gradual uptick in, in his production and the team's production as, as the game goes on. I wonder if there's anything to be said about we might be better conditioned than other teams. Like maybe we, 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 we don't match up as well to start with because, you know, they're as fit and as ready to go as we are. But like as the game gets on, because we play as a team more, there's more off the ball cutting. Maybe that ties defenses down. Maybe that's maybe that's something that's being overlooked about the Celtics team is the, the fitness and whatnot. But um, I mean, whether it's 
first quarter, fourth quarter, whatever. As long as we can get hot at some stage of the game that wins us the game, that's fine. But um, yeah, I think we're going to have to address the, the first uh, first half struggles, you know, sooner rather than later. Yeah, especially against a team like the Nuggets, like Jokic, every time he's running up the court, it looks like he's like dashing out for a Mountain Dew <laughs> between raids or something in World of Warcraft. Yeah. Like, just does not look like an athlete at all. And yeah. yet, triple-double, sneaky as fuck triple-double. Yeah. This ends the game with, with all the stats. Um, yeah, look, sticking with the Nuggets game, uh, I, this pains me. If you've been listening to this podcast for more than a little while, you'll, you'll know my best mate Dice is a Nuggets fan. Uh, shout out to Dice, I guess. They, they do have a sweet offense and so many little actions off the ball while Jokic stands still as he does very well um, in the high post area and they're just humming all of around him and that, that was very effective in the first half. Uh, and then we start to see this comeback in, in the fourth quarter, or really the second half, that sort of gradually led into the fourth quarter and became almost a full comeback. Started with the, the guys walking out onto the court after the half, you could see like Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown smiling. And of course, we're all like reading into that stuff. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe they've got some good news about Kemba. Maybe yeah. that's not so bad. They appear to be in good spirits. And then they immediately just got stuck into like blocking out all those passing lanes that um, are usually explored by Jokic. Mm. Uh, and that sort of seemed to turn the tide a little bit. Um, and then in transition, Brad Wanamaker, like, What's your take on Brad Watermaker? I mean, through this entire road trip, it seems like he's kind of been this like this pro, this glue guy. It's his second year in the league, but like he he plays like a savvy veteran. Yeah, he's a total anomaly. Yeah, because he's he's so <laughs> inexperienced in the NBA, but he's played like in more countries than probably any other NBA player there is. Yeah. Um, so no, he's been great. I mean, maybe a lazy comparison, and maybe a lot of like more savvy basketball types would be able to tell me why this isn't case. But like you know, remember Sean Livingston did for the Warriors. You know, yeah. he was nowhere near the level of Clay or Steph or whatever. But he was come in and he was really solid. Like he could get his shots. Um, he could run the offense. You know, comp. And I think Wanamaker's like that. I don't think he's he's suited for the clutch. Um, mm. Well, not, not suited, but like we, there need to be other guys ahead of him. Like if he's the best we've got, then I think, you know, no disrespect to him, um, we're in trouble. But like that's not really what he's being used for, is he? It's, it's, that, it's the second quarter, third quarter, you know, rotations um, that he's doing well in. And yeah, he's kept us in, he kept us in this game. He got us back in this game. What was he, a plus 18? I think he's the only one who had a plus team high plus 18 yeah yeah, yeah. so no he's uh, he's been fantastic and um uh i think we i think if kemba's out for a little while we might see a, a, a lack of depth in guards but i think wanamaker is probably the the safest bet we've got to sort of deputize him after smart of course yeah nice little fantasy pickup option there as well uh brad wanamaker if you uh you know if you partake in fantasy Very leagues you're probably going to get an extended run uh at least for a little while hopefully cam is not out for too long we really have no idea at this point i'm actively refreshing celtics reddit and twitter but no news as of yet um hopefully safely on the plane on the red eye heading back from from colorado there um so you, you talked about the fact that Brad Wanamaker, they're calling him Plumber Brad, by the way, which I think is a fitting name. Like he just kind of, he just gets stuck in, right? Like no, no fancy stuff, just kind of rocks up. You know. I was going to ask if that meant like the plumber, the, the occupation or the bird for a second. <laughs> yeah. like, does he, does great, he look like a great question. I don't know. No, he gets stuck in. No, I, I'm, I'm for that. That's good. <laughs> uh, you mentioned that he's not suited to the clutch. Jason Tatum, particularly in the last two games, uh, I mean, it's no question that he's been struggling with consistency. Um, you know, in the beginning of the season, it was around the rim. Moving forward, it seems like it's everywhere, whether it's an outside shot or an inside shot. Um 
But in the clutch, and this I first noticed this in the Clippers game where obviously he had that shot where he kind of tripped slash dropped Paul George. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's, let's just say that he dropped him. It, it looks that way. And, and Paul George, you know, owned up to it. So whatever. Um, but there was a moment there where his movement became more decisive and he, he just he was like calling for the ball and for the first time I think ever in watching Jason Tatum when he went to catch and move and shoot the ball I was like that shit's going in like there was just there was a decisiveness to his movement there was a confidence about him that I'd never seen before um, and it's those sorts of things that you look for when you're watching these guys grow right where you're like oh shit like he has that that sort of clutch ability um, and he, he had that again in the Nuggets game today, which I think was really promising down the stretch. He hit a couple of big threes, had a couple of big moments. Um, so starting to, I don't know, after a disappointing start, maybe get really stoked on Jason Tatum. Yeah, yeah, no, the the the, um, the coming alive in the clutch is um, is is definitely a trait you want to have, um, particularly if you got if you've got aspirations or potential to be a superstar, which everyone is, seems to agree that he has certainly the potential to be. So if he can if he can start taking over games in the fourth quarter a bit more, like particularly in the absence of Kemba and and, and Haywood, um, then that's going to be fantastic for us in the long term. Um, he does he's still yeah, struggling. To start with, you know, again, common theme seems to be amongst the team. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, no, he was he, sometimes over this over this road trip, man. He, he was a bit inability to finish at the rim, particularly you know early in games. It was it was infuriating. And was yeah. it the, one was the one for eighteen? Was that the Wizards game? Oh, I can't remember who it was, but yeah, like he just had that. He's had a game like that like already this season. So like, yeah. it's fair to say he's struggling, but also. It's it's like one step back, two steps forward. Even though it's just like flashes of brilliance. Like I, I maybe that I'm a bit biased, but I I like where that's going. I like the signs of that more because I think you know missing layups isn't permanent, particularly for a guy who's that good. Yeah, he's definitely playing through it. Like you can say he's Kobeing his way through it. He keeps that's putting up those shots. Fair, yeah, that's he's getting fair. those twenty to twenty five shots per game, regardless of like whether they're even close to going in. Um, a, a few more points on this game before we move on to sort of the, the road trip as a whole very quickly. Uh, we talked about Brad Wanamaker. Um, Jamal Murray, I hate to say it, was very good in this game, um, particularly in mm. the clutch. Uh, like uh, Chris Middleton sort of against the Celtics vibes and that I feel like um, that is not uncommon for him to, to do that to us. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Like what, what were you thinking when you were watching Jamal Murray put up some of those, those shots, uh, particularly in the clutch to put it away for the Nuggets? Uh, I mean, they were, they were daggers, weren't they? I mean, for me, a quick shout out to um, Paul Millsap as well too. Ooh, I kind yeah, of forgot, I kind of forgot that guy was even around, but I mean, that's just, you know, what do I know? But man, he was fantastic. <laughs> like that corner three that he hit when I think yeah. that were up three already made it six. I think that was, that was the real icing on the, cake um but yeah and like he cooked Jalen Brown and guys a couple times in the post and that that continuation foul call he got on Grant Williams was a load of shit but I mean still making those plays is huge but anyway back to Jamal Murray like he used to be my most hated player I handed up completely because of the whole Kyrie you know throwing the ball away um shit last year but um now he's 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 a he's a cool (laughs) player man and um it it sucked to see him uh you know hit the shots and whatnot but um now he's um he's he's decent and the Denver's a good team I like Jeremy Grant uh, Jokic, uh, Will Barton is, I think, is decent. Uh, Wancho, Hernan Gomez is just a fun way to say. Like, I like a lot about their team. You know, I'm sorry, you know, because you got a mate who's probably gonna like throw this in your face and shit like that. But now, <laughs> Denver's a cool team, man, and I like, don't feel heartbroken about like heartbreaking in the circumstances of the game and the context of the game. But I mean, losing to their team, it's, there's no shame in that. I don't think. 
given the circumstances with obviously missing Hayward and and Kemba going out quite early in the game, mm. put it down as back to back good losses, right? Like like I I was saying to you guys the other day, but um, I hardly ever watch the highlights after losses. But after the Clippers game, I was like right on that shit. I just yeah. felt somehow stoked with how the team had performed and, and like proud of them weirdly. yeah i had um, i've had three people message me like since that game being like oh my god did you see the clippers game that was amazing they played so well so like obviously i think people are paying taking a notice of, of the celtics if they weren't already but um yeah yeah i want, I want to get to that but I just quickly Jalen brown 22 points 10 boards four assists another slow start for him along with basically everybody else on the team but um he really came good so it seems like that slump for Jalen was um like quite minimal and he had that really clutch like sort of fade away fading off the baseline three to, mm, to get it yeah. close again right towards the end that, of the game that so that started to give me like flashbacks of like the paces games and those <laughs> stupid comebacks two seasons ago it just wasn't the yeah. AFS sadly but yeah yeah, so I mean, let, let's talk about that for a little bit because you know, you know, I'm sure you're the same as me, Jackson. But you listen to like all of the the top NBA podcasts, so like Bill Simmons, um, Zach Lowe, um, to, to name a few, and it's been really nice over the last few days. You know, we went two and three on this road trip, and yet yeah. everyone's talking about the Celtics. And I, I I feel like probably most fans of of most teams feel like they fall victim to this. Um, to some degree, because you're listening out for that. But I feel like a lot of the mainstream pods kind of rarely discuss the Celtics, Bill Simmons aside. Um, mm. And it's been really nice to hear like some extended conversation and some praise towards guys like fucking Brad Watermaker is coming out of Doris Burke's mouth and, and Marcus Smart and like, they're talking about our guys in depth yeah. and, and see- the Jays. It's, yeah. it's really nice to hear. And you get to see Stephen A. Smith try and pronounce Daniel Tice when he's got no idea how to do it. Theus. <laughs> Daniel yeah. Theus? He's balling. Just listen to anybody say his name. It's yeah. not... <laughs> <laughs> I'll, count, I'll, I'll, I'll counter that point sli- um, slightly. I think we were talked about tons last season, but it was all the bad reasons. It That's was all true. shit, and I didn't want to hear yeah. it, so I turned it down. So to hear us being talked about, like you know, in a good light, like respectfully, and like you know. Yeah, that's 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 far more um, uh, gratifying. But um, I don't know. It feels like we've gone from being uh, super underrated to like rated about where we are and almost like I don't want to like jinx it because we've lost a couple of games of bounty but almost like getting to the point where we're a bit overrated to a degree I think it was like, oh yeah. man the Celtics Clippers man I wouldn't like Simmons was talking about how this could definitely be the finals in June and I'm like yeah. that would be great but I remember we played the Warriors as well a couple of seasons ago and they were talking about like us making it then too didn't happen I still think there are a lot of flaws in this team so I'd love to see it happen but I feel like maybe it's getting a little bit too like we're getting a bit too hyped up i don't know i i don't know what to say but like to answer your question yeah it's nice to see us it's nice to see us talked about nicely again yeah, it, it is hard to say though because um joe co-host of this podcast shout out to joe who's not here with us tonight but he often talks about the 20 game sample size and while we're creeping very close to that 20 game sample size um we haven't had a um, a large sample size of the full complement you know like mm. Uh, Haywood went out quite early. Now Kemba's out. We don't know the extent of Kemba's injury, but perhaps Haywood comes back before Kemba. Who knows? Uh, we're probably going to have to wait till more like the 40, 50 game mark before we have, you know, an idea of how far this team can go. Yeah. Um, there's no questioning their heart though. And maybe with the exception of the Warriors game, which was just a dog's breakfast, yeah. the heart shown by you know the remaining healthy players on this team um, is unquestionable, and that is you know it's night and day compared to last year, which we've said a few times already. But um, that's that's really promising to see. 
So just on that road trip very quickly from the post-game thread, user Paper Okami really summed it up. Three heartbreaking losses, one of those stolen by the refs, Kemba injured, this road trip sucked. Completely agree. That basically sums up the whole thing. And then user Horseshoe Overlook posted a tweet by Chris Forsberg to the sub. Boston's three losses on this trip were by a total, a cumulative total of eight points. Um, mm. I think given the personnel issues and the slow starts, like if we just hit 50% of the threes we missed in the first quarter, particularly against the Clippers, totally different story. Um, yeah, again, heartbreaking. Um, thoughts on the road trip as a whole, Jackson? Um, yeah, on paper, awful. Well, not awful. On paper, it's bad. Uh, two and three, <laughs> lost to a team with a losing record. Camber yeah. um, injured. Um, but from watching it and the overall context of the season, I actually think it was, wasn't bad at all. Like, I mean, the Camber thing, we'll see. If he ends up being okay, then it, it, as far as I'm concerned, it's no big deal. Um, the worst game out of all of them, in all honesty, was the Warriors game, which you just brief, you mentioned before. That was just the least enjoyable, most frustrating game. We still won it, so, you know, you get on with it. Um, the, the Kings game, like, it, yeah, it, it, it sucked to lose like that, but I don't know. I, I For some reason, it just didn't bother me. I was just like, ah, shit, whatever, you know. That, that those are those 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 freak occurrences. It's a flip of a coin, you know. It was unlucky. The Clippers game, yep, yeah, stolen by the refs, but mega entertaining. And the game today, again, super competitive. Came back. Um, sometimes I'd rather get blown out than like come back to get so close and then yeah. lose. That sucks. Not this time. I was I was quite happy with how it went. So look, three and two, two, two and three is, is is not great, obviously. But we've got a couple of home games now against some win, against some very winnable games coming up. So if we can bounce back strongly, then there's there's no reason to believe that this road trip was you know a disaster or or even or bad by any stretch of the means, no matter what the record says. Yeah, I, yeah. The only other takeaway I'd add to that, I, I agree with what you're saying, is that we're. I feel like we're back to the the prototypical Brad Stevens team, where no matter mm. the personnel, like they they play they play together and they play hard, and no matter who's on the court, they are always capable of coming back. And it's nice to sort of start to now sink back into getting used to to that idea, mm. that, that ideology of like we will always, no matter how far down we are. Um, it goes back to two years ago, like that, that game against the Rockets where Kyrie was on the bench and Marcus Smart, you know, drew those fouls on, on James Harden towards the end of the game. Yeah. We're almost getting back to that point today where we're running similar late game plays going for the quick two rather than the three. Um, you know, we're starting to see that, that Brad Stevens ethos sort of um, cascade down to all the guys. And that's, um, you know, compared to last year. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a relief. Yeah, we, we <laughs> really la- put it. last year we isolated that game to death, and it would have been fifteen minutes shorter. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, yeah. it's it's much it's much better to see this um, scenario. Like, I, I kind of gave up on this game a, a little bit in the third quarter. There, I was at work, so I just thought yeah. this is just distracting me too much. But can't blame me. Even <laughs> when we were like 15, 16 down in the second quarter, I just thought to myself, eh, I've seen this before. Let's, we'll, yes. we'll, we'll get this back to a possession. Like, I was yeah. very, very confident we would, and we did. We, we, we I was so pissed off we never took a lead, but I think if we ever got the lead we probably would have won but like it's in the past now so but yeah the confidence the belief the 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 brad stevensness to put to lack of a better term is yeah he's definitely back (laughs) yeah back to back good losses and now jetting back home to boston so uh we'll see um before we wrap this one up and you know it is going to be a short podcast we did just lose two back-to-back games we did just lose our starting potentially all-star point guard to what looked at the moment to be some sort of spinal injury thank god it doesn't seem to be that way um so please don't blame us if we don't feel like sitting around talking about the team for too long however 
Kyrie Irving. I'm going to start with a <laughs> post to the sub by user Brad Stevens, and it's a tweet by Joe Varden. Quote, Kyrie Irving will not play or travel to Boston next week due to his lingering shoulder injury. And then another follow-up, user Horseshoe Overlook again, killing it with uh, getting these tweets to the sub, by the way. Shout out to Horseshoe Overlook. A tweet by Kendrick Perkins. Quote, Kyrie <laughs> looked at the schedule before the season started and planned this whole injury theme because he didn't want to go back to Boston this upcoming week. He didn't want that smoke in B-Town. SMH. Shaking my head. Uh, yeah, hit it's like thoughts i think i know what you're gonna say but um but let's hear it jackson <laughs> um i'm not i'm not surprised in in the least to be perfectly honest like i don't i, I would love it <laughs> it's very it's a very funny theory that he that he planned this trip to like sit out and stuff that's, that's definitely not beyond the realms of possibility but i, um, I subscribe to it <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and i mean paul pierce i mean you might be mentioning this in a second but paul pierce coming out on tv saying that he should be booed it's like yeah, yeah absolutely he yeah. should be booed like fuck yeah the truth yes yeah representing I'm, boston yeah still. yeah no like um it's it, it's a shame because i was very much looking forward to, to to pulverizing him even though i think he would have a very good game against us i still think we would we would beat him but I mean, we've got to play the Nets what four times this year, so we're about to play them two twice back to back. So we'll have a chance against them again later in the year. It sucks. I wanted to go at him, but uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm not going to quote any of the commenters on either of those threads. Uh, <laughs> suffice to say, the hate is very strong in uh, in all of those Celtics redditors. To I, I'm right there with you, um, but just probably too brutal to to attribute any of those comments sort of publicly to your Reddit name. Um, fellow Celtics Redditors, but um, have a look in those threads if you're keen because it's very, you know, if you feel the way I do about Kyrie Irving, it's um, it's very uh, satiating. It's very satisfying yeah. to, to look at that, lot, that content. Lot, lot, lots of B words flying yeah. around. So, yeah. He, look, he's going to have to come back and face the music at some point, you know, uh, and oh, yeah. hopefully... Oh, yeah. Because I think we've got a home-and-home home against Brooklyn. Um, we'll get to the upcoming schedule uh, in a sec. But um, hopefully our guys can go back and just beat him beat him up on his home court. You know, that's, yeah. that's a good way to start. Eventually he's going to come back to Boston. Um, you know, the Boston fans, the Celtics fans, have a very good memory. It's a very storied franchise. What if he doesn't come back until he's got Kevin Durant playing with him? I mean, oh, it pissed me off so bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he'll do, you, it would not be beyond the realms of possibility for him to do that too. I love that. Oh my god, but it'd be yeah, even sweeter. If we, be even sweeter if we beat him and KD. So you know, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, those are those are next year problems. But mm. you know, we'll have um, if all things continue as they are, an upgraded uh, J squad, upgraded Jalen yeah. Brown, reigning defensive Tatum. player of the year, Marcus yeah. Smart. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know, uh, another year healed. And hopefully re-signed Gordon Hayward as well. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. I, yeah. Everyone knows the story there. There's no point uh, exploring that any further. But um, I look forward to the opportunity to watch the Celtics um, beat Kyrie Irving uh, yeah. while he drowns in a sea of booze by um, the, the fine people of Boston. Um, getting to the up- upcoming schedule very quickly. We're at home now for two consecutive games. Two consecutive games, rather. First, the Kings. Then the Kyrie-less Nets. Uh, then a short road trip to New York where we face the Nets and the Knicks. All winnable games, uh, even with the, the dip in all-star personnel with with Kemba and, and uh, Hayward out. I'm going to take a... F- I'm going to take a 3-1 and one rather than a 4-0 and o in terms okay. of my prediction there. I just feel like maybe... Um, 
I don't know. Maybe we'll just drop on now. Like we're now missing a significant amount of talent, and um, there's a lot of youth to our remaining talent. And unless uh, Plumber Brad, you know, pulls us out of all, all four of them, um, I just don't see us taking all of them. Uh, what, are, what are your predictions there, Jackson? Yeah, that's a that's that, those are good points. Um, I think if yeah, if we were more healthy, that would be a four. That would be four and out or five and out, like uh, wherever we counted to. But um, mm-hmm. I think um, I think we're going to talk about the next four games. So what's that? That's Sacramento, Brooklyn twice. Knicks, yep. yeah. The Knicks, yeah. All right, yeah. I think I'm still going to say four and a. Yeah, I'm going to say I, four and a. I, I, I hope think you're right. <laughs> I think the Sacramento game is will be close, but then we're going to we'll get revenge. Revenge I, game. I yeah. think we'll I think we'll absolutely pulverize the Nets with or without Kyrie. I think uh-huh. the, I think that Brooklyn game in Brooklyn is is the touchy one, maybe, but yeah. I think we can probably still get them. And the Knicks, well, I'll be yeah, yeah no, nah, that's non negotiable. You have to assume that's going to be a win against the Knicks just every about every time you play them, really yeah well, worst possible timeline is that Kyrie comes back for that 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 Nets game in Brooklyn that cushy home game for Kyrie yeah. where he's sort of he can hide behind the curtain of his supporters there who um, haven't grown to hate him just yet um, <laughs> given time I'm sort yeah, of, yeah <laughs> given time exactly so that's where the 3-1 comes from but yeah I'm very hopeful for 4-0 and very hopeful for um, some healthy Kembers and, and Hayward's uh, sometime soon. We're going to wrap this one up in a second, Jackson. You've got any, any parting words, any final thoughts for the Celtics fans out there? Um, absolutely loving this team. It is a privilege to watch them this season. And yes. I am oh, so yes. happy with how the season is going, regardless of anything. Let's pray for Kemba. Not that I pray, but still. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm, enjoy- I'm enjoying the ride. What about you, Ben? I, I only ever pray for the Celtics. That is my religion. True. So I don't know True. who those prayers are going yeah. up to. Maybe, hopefully, Fred Alback. But um, yeah, prayers up, if you will, if you are so inclined for our, our fallen comrades. All right, that's going to do it for this one. Thanks again for joining us, guys. If you want to get in touch, the best way is just to comment on the Reddit thread for this episode. Uh, and you can also find us on Twitter, at Celtic Reddit Pod. Please go ahead and subscribe to and rate the pod and spread the good word to your mates. Uh, very much appreciate it. Jackson, lovely as always. Hope you have a fine rest of the weekend. Likewise, buddy. You too. Appreciate it. All right, that's it. Go Celtics. Peace.